Hey everybody, welcome back to the What Am I Making podcast. I'm your host, Maddie C. It's really wonderful to have you here. Thanks for hitting play. We got another little audio adventure for you this time. Another shorty, but a goodie. This time around, it's a brilliant band from San Francisco who weren't as big as they should have been, and the story of a great forgotten record from the last quarter century. Let's get into it. It's Maddie C. Thanks so much for being here. Today, I want to present to you an audio version of an essay that I wrote a while back for the Substack about a band from San Francisco called Beulah. They made a record in uh, the early aughts called The Coast is Never Clear. That's one of my favorite records of all time. And today, I want to use this podcast to tell you a little bit about it, play a couple of sections, and explain to you why I think it's one of the great records of the last 25 years, and it's a shame that more people don't know about it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Thanks for being here today. Here's the story of The Coast is Never Clear, also known as A Good Band is Easy to Kill. was a pretty damned good year in music. The charts were leered with a variety of styles from Radiohead to Jay-Z, Weezer, and more. There were breakout records from The Strokes, Aaliyah, The White Stripes, and The Shins. Amnesiac, Radiohead's record, topped many best-of lists for the year. It was an exciting time of variety and energy. There was bandwidth for all of these records to coexist with one another in a vibrant ecosystem of diversity and even experimentation. Your local college station very likely played new songs that year from Lowe, Nick Cave, Missy Elliott, Bob Dylan, Gorillaz, and Muse, just to name a few. In many ways, it feels like a lifetime ago. Seeing this landscape for sounds getting attention in 2001 makes it all the more puzzling. How a record as brilliant as Beulah's The Coast is Never Clear could have been so missed in its own time and then simply forgotten. Beulah first came to prominence in the indie rock boom of the mid to late 1990s. Formed in San Francisco by Miles Karaski and Bill Swan, the band forged a sound from the sun-soaked harmonies of the Beach Boys. Syrupy, California melodies and the voice of an unreliable narrator weaving us through the California twilight somewhere near the end of the 20th century. Robert Schneider of Apples in Stereo heard a cassette demo of some of the band's early songs and offered to master the band's first album, Handsome Western States. That was eventually released in 1997. The Lo-Fi Affair was a nice debut effort and was bolstered by Schneider's connection to the Elephant Six Collective, and more specifically, to the blossoming success of Elephant Six label mates, Neutral Milk Hotel. The connection with Elephant Six would stick for better or worse, despite the fact that Schneider mastering the album 
and a seven-inch single on the label were the band's only affiliation with the legendary collective. The follow-up, a decidedly more mid-fi sounding effort when your heartstrings break, arrived in 1999. In addition to better sonic quality, there was a leveling up in the songwriting and arrangements on this second record. Instead of a sophomore slump, Beulah seemed to be surging. The opening strains of Hello Resolvin set the scene of The Coast Is Never Clear in cinematic fashion. Sickly sweet strings and a ghostly ethereal bell ring out to a vocal refrain. What follows is a Southern California sunshine record that feels as though it were ghostwritten by Raymond Chandler. Despite overt poppiness oozing from nearly every note, pour, and arrangement, The Coast is Never Clear is the perfect example of what Tom Waits once called beautiful melodies telling me terrible, terrible things. Perhaps the best example of this can be found in the chorus of album highlight Gene Autry. The song is ostensibly the tale of a journey to the West Coast and a quest for self-discovery and perhaps renewal. What follows is a conclusion summed up by the hooky chorus. seems we can change the scenery, but we cannot change the core of ourselves by relocation alone. The echoes of loneliness and desperation are littered within the words of these songs, all while the grooves pour out this easy-to-swallow melody and more harmony than we know what to do with. On A Good Man Is Easy To Kill, Karaski sings the line, And when they cut out your lung, you said we could all breathe easy. The hole swallowed your heart, when they drilled holes in your skull and screwed that halo to your head. Did you think you could fly? It's hard to know if the song is about Karaski's own personal health struggles, of which he's had many, or if it's the tale of a partner, a friend, or a complete fiction. In the end, though, it's a song about survival and a refusal to go quietly into that good night, something that Beulah was also struggling to do. Maybe the band itself is the hole in the heart. The song title is, of course, a nod to the great Southern Gothic master Flannery O'Connor and her famous story, A Good Man is Hard to Find. Much like O'Connor, lyricist Karaski takes a normal form and turns it on its head. For O'Connor, the form was the short story. For Beulah and Karaski, it's a sunny pop song inflected with a stark honesty and also a darkness that is both jarring and quite easy to overlook. It's a crafty way to deliver a brilliant and multi-leveled work. It's also easy to miss just how brilliant it actually is. After some label mergers and various corporate machinations, Velisat Record released The Coast Is Never Clear in America 
on the oh-so-auspicious date of September 11, 2001. It's unlikely that the unfortunate timing of the album's release led to its underappreciated status, but it certainly cannot have helped. It was also lost in a sea of great records by bands with more momentum and perhaps greater resources than Beulah had at that moment in time. While this record, I think, holds its own against great albums of the era like Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, The Soft Bulletin, and Then Nothing Turned Itself Inside Out, this was a band without the necessary foundation in place and the proper amount of luck and resources to get their just desserts. The film A Good Band is Easy to Kill is an unflinching but fascinating look at the final tour for Beulah. This tour takes place in the wake of the band releasing their fourth and final album, Yoko. It's a make-or-break moment for Karaski, Swan, and company. Spoiler alert, they don't make it. It's a great look at a very good band making terrific records and still not being able to make it work. And this was in a time when it was far easier to make it as an independent musician than it is a quarter of a century later. Karaski has gone on to release an excellent solo record called The Desert of Shallow Effects, which came out in 2010, but Beulah has remained dormant since 2004. There has been recent talk of a follow-up to the Desert of Shallow Effects record on various social media accounts, but nothing has surfaced just yet. As a songwriter and singer myself, I am in awe of The course. The Coast is Never Clear. It's a masterwork of storytelling, soundscapes, and songwriting. It's a record I wish I had been a part of. My band, The Stickarounds, even recorded a version of Gene Autry, and we play it often at our live shows. They say that if you build it, they will come. Beulah is living proof that that maxim might not be true, but that it is worth building anyway. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Cheers. Maddie C.